Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius. Welcome back to the podcast. And the title of this podcast is The Greatest Hope Lies in the Justice of One's Cause. The Greatest Hope Lies in the Justice of One's Cause. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? It's a line, actually, that I got from a recent reading in the Roman history of a a, uh, a Greek historian named Appian, A-P-P-I-A-N, and he lived between, roughly between like 95 A.D. to 165, 166 A.D., wrote during the early imperial period, and he wrote in Greek. He was from Alexandria originally, then he migrated to Rome, became a a uh, an attorney and an advocate, and apparently was a member of the upper classes there. But anyway, he wrote a very little-known or underappreciated, I should say, history of Rome, called Roman history, and the quote that I just, I just repeated, was from, or is from Book Four, Chapter Twelve, Section Ninety-Seven of his history, and this is where he talks about Rome's civil wars, right before the advent of the, of the uh, of the emperors. The, uh, the period that Rome went through when it was convulsed with civil wars. And I'll read the entire line. The line says, In war, the greatest hope lies in the justice of one's cause. And the context of this line is that it appears in a speech that one of the characters in the history gives. But the speech is not really important. I'm just using this line in the history as a way to make a larger point. And what point is that? What point is that? The point is that anyone embarking on an undertaking who wants that undertaking to be successful must be completely and entirely convinced of the rectitude of his decision. In other words, if you are planning an undertaking, you had better believe, body and soul, in the righteousness of your cause, in the rectitude of your cause, in what you are doing. Because if you don't have that belief, if you don't have that belief, if you don't have that blind passion, that sleepwalker-like assurance, that certitude, you're not going to be successful. Because... Any undertaking, as you probably know by now, involves numerous obstacles. Even the simplest of things can take time, can take effort, can take labor. Some obstacles you have to go around. Some obstacles you have to go through. Some obstacles you have to surmount by going over them. Some you even have to go under. But you're beset by obstacles and blockages. Because as you've probably figured out by now, if you're listening to this podcast, nobody cares. Nobody wants you to succeed. Nobody really wants you to do anything important. Despite what the culture and the media and your friends and your family may say, deep down, deep down in their heart of hearts, they're all hoping, more or less, with varying degrees of malice, that you'll fail because your failure will justify 
and confirm their own inaction. It will serve to endorse their own view of themselves as do-nothings. Now, it's important not to get paranoid about this sort of thing because this is only human nature. It's not meant to be a conspiracy against you, although as a matter of practical reality it often feels like it. But this is the way people are. This is just the way people are. And I've just found as I've gone through life that the slightest bit of doubt, the slightest bit of hesitation in what you want to do or what you're trying to do is enough to be your undoing. You can't just be 94% certain. You can't be 95% certain. You can't be 96% certain. You can't be 97% certain of what you're doing. You have to be 100% certain of what you're doing. Because the slightest bit of doubt will kill you. Maybe not kill you, but I am reminded suddenly reminded, I'm almost embarrassed to say it, there was some Star Trek episode, uh, the original Star Trek, I don't know the the new iterations of it, but there was some Star Trek episode, and maybe if a viewer is listening to this, he might know what it is. I don't remember what it, which one it was, but there's a, a line. There's a line in there that Spock says to Captain Kirk, he says something like, you have to be entirely convinced of whatever it was, or the, the the slightest bit of doubt will kill you, and it, I don't I don't remember the exact circumstances, but it involves like uh, this sort of alternate reality world that they're in, and you have to you have to convince yourself that that the bullets that are being fired at you are not real, because if you believe they're real, then they become real. Anyway, that that line, which God must be been about thirty forty years last time I heard that. Uh, has always stuck in my mind. The slightest bit of doubt will kill you. And I've found that versions of this ethic have been confirmed by experience. You really have to have blind faith in yourself. You really have to have blind faith in what you are doing. Because things are just very difficult these days. Not that they ever were easy, but they seem to be more difficult than they ever were. And any ambitious project, anything that's worth doing or worth doing right, requires a 100% commitment. It requires a complete and entire commitment. And that really is where so many people go wrong. You know, if you have to ask someone a detailed laundry list of what it involves to do something, chances are you really don't have the passion or the willpower to do it. You'll just do it. You will be fired by some inner conviction. You will be illuminated by some kind of inner light that requires no explication, that requires no justification, that needs no outside endorsement or affirmation. You don't need to hear someone else's opinion. You don't need to hear their endorsement. You just know. You just know. And that's why the truly creative individuals out there, they don't need to verify what they're doing with 20 other people or get the approval from 20 other people 
for what they're doing. They know what they want. They have their vision. They can see it in their mind's eye. And anything else is just a distraction. Anything else is just conversation. And this is the type of ethic that you have to have. This is the type of thinking that you have to adopt. And, you know, in a larger sense, it is hope and this inner conviction that gets you through all the hard times. When you're up at 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning working on your project or whatever it is you're working on, it's that inner voice, it's that inner conviction that's going to sustain you. Because you will know, you will know deep in your heart of hearts that what you're doing is something worthwhile and something that's going to be remembered decades, years, maybe even centuries from now. You'll know that. And... I think that that um, that hope really is the most precious of of things. A man can can be denied a lot. A man can be denied food. He can be denied nourishment. He can even be denied shelter. But if you take away his hope of something better, if you take away his hope that he will one day achieve his innermost goals, then in many ways you've taken away his life. You've taken away his purpose. His raison d'etre, his reason for existence. And um, I think that's something that, you, that we really need to reflect on. The most powerful thing is, the most powerful force multiplier, if you will, is our hope, is our inner conviction. And so, what are the corollaries to this law, to this view? What are the, what are the consequences of this? Of this? What it really means is that if you really believe this rule, then you're only going to do those things that you really feel passionate about. You know, And often the question comes up, what career should I choose? What major should I choose? What field of study? What should I do? Well, the answer now seems to be much clearer. The answer is you should do that which you feel most obsessively passionate about. Because you'll find a way to make a, a living. You'll find a way to convert that passion somehow into a way to earn a living. Now, it may not be in the field that you choose it, or may not be in that specific field, but it'll, it'll be some sort of job where you bring those skills and that interest and that intensity to bear. Because this is a question that, that, that people often ask. They often ask me, and it's a question that I've wrestled with, I think, in my life in many ways. You know, what should you do? Should you do what you think is going to be, quote, lucrative or, or uh, remunerative? Or should you do what your passions dictate? And the older I get, the more I'm leaning towards doing what you really believe is the best. Uh, doing what your your innermost passion tells you to do, because life is and, I'll t- and and the reason is very practical. If you hear what I'm saying and if you hear my reasons, you'll understand that what I'm saying is something practical. Life being as difficult and problematic as it is, the only way you will last the long race, the only way you will cross that marathon finish line, is if you are truly doing something that ignites your soul, something that illuminates and dignifies your earthly existence. And if you're just doing something 
as a way to quote unquote pay the bills because your mother or father told you to do that, then you may buckle, you may collapse, you may, you may cave when you are put to the test. And everyone is put to the test, believe me. And if you're engaged in an activity that you don't really feel a conviction for, the chances are very high that you will abandon that profession. You will abandon that position and retreat. You're not going to stay there and fight the last bullet. You're not going to do that. You're going to cave. You're going to retreat. And that's the consequence of a lack of hope. And that's why I truly think in war, the, the most precious thing, the most important quality that we can muster is that hope. Because if you truly believe in what you're doing, if you truly believe in the justice of your cause, that will carry you through all the way. So my advice to anyone, my advice to you is find a cause that you feel passionate about. Find something that you feel committed to. Find something that you are willing to put yourself out for. Find something that you're willing to fight to the last bullet for. And once you do that, once you have found that, you will have found something more precious maybe than anything else. And that is hope. That is hope. Because that will carry you through in the darkest moments of the night. And that's something that you will eventually realize one way or another. One way or another, you will eventually realize that. So that will conclude my podcast here for tonight. And in case anyone's interested, I'm going to put the, the actual Greek uh, sentence where I got this quote from on my blog, on the, on, the, uh, on the post that announces this podcast. I don't actually know Greek. I don't, uh, I don't read it. I don't speak it. But I wanted to put the, the, the original quotation in there anyway, just because there probably are people out there who can read it. And uh, I don't know, even though I can't read it, it's nice to just to see it there. It's nice just having it there. It's nice just to be around languages, even if you can't read them. It's nice to be around them. So that will conclude our podcast for tonight. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.